0: Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. This is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. It's about to go
1: down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'm going to
2: get it. Because I, 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 been waiting all night. It's game time.
0: This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield, reward White's.
1: And Aaron Sexton, and you, and welcome to a Wednesday edition of Game Time here on ESPN uh, ESPN Central Texas. Man, hello. Uh, Your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Glad to have you with us. Tom and Aaron, we are in the uh, Alan Samuel Studios. Ward White is down in Temple at Wings Pizza and Things. We're coming up tonight at 6 o'clock. It's the Scott Stewart Show talking Temple football on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas. Ward, I know after the program, you you like to have a little dinner there at uh, Wings Pizza and Th- Well, I say a little. I mean, I'm being facetious that you have a lot of dinner uh, at Wings Pizza <laughs> and Things. So tonight, and, and I know there's several several key items on the menu that you really, really like. Where are you headed tonight? What What is, have, have we given it that deep thought and, and decided where we're going with, with dinner tonight at Wings Pizza and Things?
3: Wow! Put me on the spot. Yeah, uh, I, I need to
1: know. I, I mean, I, I know you got the term men, uh, menu
3: memorized, so I mean, I want to
1: know what you, what you're going to decide on, or have you already decided?
3: Uh, I think I'll go with the appetizer of the uh, bacon cheese tater tots, and then how about how about a personal pizza tonight? That's what I'm going with tonight. So you're going to have a little appetizer of taters. A,
1: yeah. and, and then and then a personal piece. Now, do, what what is it like? The works, a supreme type deal, or, or do you have a specific topping that that uh, that you like to go with?
3: I like their pepperoni and hamburger. Oh, that sounds good. It's good. It's so. really, really good. So that's what I'm going with tonight.
1: Now, a personal, I, and I know the, the definition of personal, but how big is a personal?
3: Uh, I think it's about nine inches, wow. if I remember correctly. Yeah, it's it's a good size. It's it's just right. Just right. So that's See, what I'll go with tonight. Got that
1: all planned out. Now, yeah. Now, will, will Coach Stewart will he work the room or will he have dinner? I mean, how how's
3: he? Uh, he, huh? he normally has dinner with me. We have dinner together and talk a little football. After even after talking the, during the show, we we sit down and visit a little bit more. And uh, he normally he normally gets the wings. He'll get. So a, he's he, a
1: routine guy.
3: Yeah, he's a routine guy, and he'll get three different flavors of wings tonight. I don't know which three he'll pick tonight, but he normally gets three different flavors in his mix of wings.
0: Oh, I see. So that's
1: his variety is his Roddy is not picking something different for the menu. It's picking a different flavor of yes. wings. Yes. Okay.
3: I go with a different item. He goes with a different flavor of wings each week.
1: <laughs> Boy, see, and the audience needed to know all of that information. I mean, that was sure per- did. pertinent stuff to the program today. So, <laughs> it, it, You know, the, it, and I don't care what time we're there, it always sounds like there is 9 million people in Wings, Pizza, and Things. It, I mean, just what a terrific place, huh?
3: It it is outstanding, and and look, they're following in the door right now, and it's you know four o'clock in the afternoon, and here they come. So, uh, it it will be a full house tonight, as it always is. And you're right, it doesn't matter what time of day you walk in here, there's going to be something going on with all the TVs and all the people starting to come in and and get ready for some great food and some great atmosphere. It's it's a very very fun place to hang out.
1: All right, so that's 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 what's going on in Temple, with Ward, and up here in Waco. Uh, don't forget John Morse and the Baylor, uh, Baylor coaches show will be at 7 o'clock right here uh, at uh, Rudy's. And uh, John will be there at Rudy's and uh, so will uh, Coach Aranda. So it should be a lot of fun. So uh, if you're in the in the Bell County area, then you've got Wings, Pete, some things and Coach Stewart. And uh, up here in Waco, if you're in McLennan County, then you can check out uh, Coach Aranda and uh, John Morse. They will be at uh, at uh, Rudy's for the uh, for the Baylor coaches show tonight so we got a lot of stuff going on uh here and so for you ranger fans and i know that there's three left uh you will
4: uh (laughs) sure well (laughs) me and who else
1: i mean you know we're we're gonna have the baseball game on our sister station fox Sports central texas uh, Mm -hmm. following uh following the coach Stewart program so uh there you go It, it it's strange to me and I realize, I mean, I can read the, read the calendar just like anybody else, but it doesn't feel like we're at the end of the baseball season. We're, but we're at the end of the baseball season.
3: Yeah, we are. And it, I, I guess for me, because, look, I am a Ranger fan. You know that. And right. so, for me, it's been kind of lackluster. There's nothing to look forward to since, you know, week one. It's been – you knew what was going to happen with this team. So, you know, it's sneaking up on you is really no surprise that, all of a sudden, oh wow, we're at the end of the season. Well, okay, let's see what they do in the off season. Yeah, I was just—I
1: uh, was working on our October calendar, you know, all of the, all of the sporting events that we broadcast in October, and and I was like, wow, first weekend in October and pull the plug on Ranger Baseball.
3: How about mm-hmm. that? How about that, that? That's that's not as fun as we want it to be, is no, it?
1: No, not at all. Not at all. But. You know, uh, we'll, we'll follow the playoffs and we'll have some fun and they'll take us into November. And then, you know, in, in January, we'll start talking about spring training. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, professional sports has become just about a year-round activity. And, and, you know, we were talking about it, oh, I don't know, several months ago. We can and we normally do throughout the entire calendar year talk about talk about football. There's always something going on particularly on the professional side Ward whether it's a a mini camp or, or, or whatever the case may be there's always some kind of NFL news and they plan it that way they don't ever want to what? leave the news cycle
3: well and that the NFL has done the best job of anybody out there making sure that they are in the news cycle 365 days a year because of the fact that they do things to make them relevant that many times during the year I mean you you know you get through with the Super Bowl, and you're immediately talking about okay, draft, and then you're getting ready for the draft, you're getting ready for the combine, you're getting, I mean, there's something going on, and you just mentioned the mini camps. They have so many of the mini camps now that, yeah, you're right. It, there's always something to talk about in the NFL, and they did that on purpose.
1: Aaron, we, uh, you guys, Matt Mosley had on Randy Grimes on the program, and we had Randy on the program, I don't know, four or five weeks, six weeks ago, something like that. Uh, what a fascinating story. And for those who may have missed today's Matt Mosley interview with Randy Grimes, you can catch it on CentexSportsFan.com. But he is a fascinating human being, isn't he?
5: He really is. And uh, he's uh, he, he talked about his story and his addiction, you know, talking about basically Playing games, completely blacked out, but you know, and saying he knew he played well by watching the film the next day, and uh, he's devoted his life to helping other people, you know, uh, with recovery and, and overcoming addiction. Um, his organization is ProAthletesInRecovery.org, and they help athletes and non-athletes.
1: So uh, it uh, it really is a, a cool deal, and he he was in town recently and and uh, and spoke. Uh, at, at a function uh in town not too, not too long ago and that's why we had him on the program but uh, just a fascinating character and but my point being Ward that you know he, he the first thing he said he realized was hey football was no longer a game it was a business when he got to the NFL
3: and he you know that it sometimes that's a a rude awakening for a lot of guys that get there I mean it, it's no longer you know just a game that you love to play as a kid I mean it's it is a a high-profile business that either you keep up with or you're left behind in a hurry, and a lot of players find that out in a bad way because they get left behind.
1: All right, uh, it's a uh, ten minutes after four, four ten coming up. We will talk some high school football and uh, and get into to uh, some some high school football news and notes coming up in a few minutes, including the top twenty-five, the top ten, and we'll we'll kind of go over that here in a few minutes on the program today. Uh, Bryce Cherry from the Waco Tribune-Herald is going to join us. We'll also hear from uh, Stephen Simcox from uh, Locked on Horn Frogs podcast. And we'll also hear from Coach Leroy Coleman, who uh, is coaching at La Vega High School but uh, was a longtime head football coach at university and will be inducted into the the uh, Waco ISD Hall of Fame on Friday night. There's going to be a big reception uh, on Thursday night, and we'll talk to Coach Coleman about uh, his wonderful, wonderful career. We'll do that coming up around 5.30 this afternoon when he gets off the practice field. So we got a lot of things to cover for you here on a uh, on a, uh, a Wednesday afternoon. And uh, we'll continue throughout the week getting you ready for the Bears and Iowa State. So uh, lots of fun stuff coming up on the program. This is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas.
6: This weather update is brought to you by the Nitshee Group.
7: Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at
8: thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Another very comfortable night with mostly clear skies. It'll be cool with low temperatures falling to 50 degrees. Mostly sunny skies tomorrow. Again, another beautiful day on tap with a high of 85 And on Friday, mostly sunny skies, just a little bit more humid with a high of 88. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather.
1: Waco Lions football on ESPN Central Texas. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join Johnny Tucson, Darren Burra, and me this Friday night as the Lions take on Cedar Hill. Our broadcast begins at 7 o'clock with the pregame. We'll have the kickoff and all the action at 7.30. Following the game, it's the Friday night high school football scoreboard show presented by Southwest Sports Medicine. Waco High football on ESPN
9: Central Texas.
10: ESPN radio
3: sports center with your ESPN central texas sports center update brought to you by mcadams and sons roofing utah quarterback and former baylor quarterback charlie brewer who started the Utes' first three games has left the program brewer was replaced in last week's game by texas transfer cam rising randy gregory is returning to practice today for the cowboys and should be ready for monday night's game with the eagles Houston Astros continue to gain momentum on a three-game winning streak, beating the Angels 10-5. Astros and Angels again tonight, 838 first pitch. Astros' magic number is now down to six. Texas Rangers on a three-game losing streak. Yankees winning last night, 7-1. Rangers and Yankees again tonight, 6.05 first pitch. Baylor coaches show tonight with John Morris at 7 on ESPN Central Texas and the Temple Wildcats coach Scott Stewart show tonight at 6 on Fox Sports Central Texas.
0: Sports center every 20 minutes only on ESPN, Central Texas. Now back to the Alan Samuel studios. All right, 15 after
1: four, welcome back into game time. Here on ESPN Central Texas, your flagship station for Baylor Athletics, uh, Ward. Let's let's kind of go over the top uh, top ten. And I know neither one of us are big fans of the top ten. And you don't have to be because in high school football we have we have a playoff system. But uh, it is kind of fun to just talk about. And then we're going to talk about some of the key games and what we might think is the game of the week in Central Texas. And uh, We'll see if, we, if we're all on the same page. And, I you know, we never are, so we'll find out. Austin Westlake, number one in 6A. Denton Ryan, number one in 5AD1. Alito, number one in 5AD2. Argyle, number one in 4AD1. La Vega, who lost to Argyle last week. Now, here's the respect that the posters have for Don Hines, La Vega Pirates, and, and the schedule that they have played. They are two and two and still number seven in the state of Texas.
3: Tells you all you need to know, doesn't it?
1: Absolutely. Of course, they have losses to number four, a number three, Austin LBJ, and to number one, Argyle. And the game last week was just a knockdown dragout. 17 14, Argyle with the victory over La Vegas. So if it's about, if your non district schedule is about preparing you for district play and beyond, I think Don Hyde's schedule has done just that.
3: Yeah, there's no doubt, and, and it is. You're right. That's what you should be trying to do, and, and, and the good coaches do do that. And uh, if, if you're not, you're doing your team a disservice because you could be three and zero and have, you know, a great record going into district play. But are you really ready for district play? And then all of a sudden you turn around and, you know, you you can't you can't buy a game in district, and your your team does not improve any throughout the season. So you know the good teams the teams that you see continually make late runs in the playoffs or you see at AT&T Stadium go check out their their non-district schedule mm-hmm. i bet you i bet you every one of them have a tough non-district schedule
1: Yeah, well, you make a great point you could be 3 and 0 and not and not know a thing
3: about your football
1: team i mean sure. because, because you you just played three teams you should have beat and did beat and so now, what do you? What have you figured out about your football team as you prepare for district play? And that's why sometimes you see teams, as you mentioned, at AT&T, they may have two or three losses because they just went and played teams in classifications higher than them, You know, especially sure. that 4A, 5A range where they're playing 5As and 6As. And you may get beat, but you learn about your football team and, you, and you've got to figure out your strengths and your weaknesses, and that's exactly what that non-district schedule is meant to do.
3: Absolutely. There's no doubt. And if you do that, you, you, you want to expose yourself and find out where your weaknesses are so you can correct them. And so maybe, you know, you make adjustments either in personnel or you make adjustments in what you're doing. And both of those can be done in the non-district schedule.
1: All right, the 4A Division Two: Carthage over in East Texas is number one and the China Spring Cougars are number five. In 3A D1, uh, Tuscaloosa Ned is uh, number one. And uh, the West Trojans, wow! Uh, Coach Woodard's team just continues to climb, and they are now number eight with a 4-0 record. And they were in a they were in a doozy last Friday night with the Rogers Eagles winning that game in Rogers, thirty-five to twenty-eight. I talked to Charlie Roten today, and he said, "Man, it was a terrific football game, and you know, just one where uh, the uh, Trojans had seven more than than Rogers. So, uh, I, if you were there, you you were." You were thoroughly entertained on either side. I mean, it was just one of those type of football games. In in three A Division two, Franklin is number one as they continue to roll. They beat Troy last week, sixty five to ten. In three A uh, Division two, it is Refurio number a two A Division one rather. It is Refurio, uh number one, and Crawford is number four after their thirty one to six win over Holland. Class two A Division two, the Mark Panthers. Are four and oh. They beat Whitney last week, 49-13, and they've got to what I think could be a fun one uh, this Friday night. They take on the Gladiators of Italy, and Italy is a terrific football team. Make no mistake about it.
3: Yeah, that will be a good one to watch. I, I think you're right. That That's going to have two teams that, that are kind of mirroring each other right now, and so you're, you're going to look at a couple of teams that are going to try to utilize the clock the best they can and, and keep the other offense off the field as much as they possibly can by moving the change. I I think that's going to be a whale of a football game.
1: In uh, Class 1A Division 1, May, and this is six-man football, May is number one, Jonesboro is number four, Abbott is number six. So – heck of a list there class mm-hmm. 1a division 2 motley county is number one and in private school ranks uh, 11 man austin regents is number one and private school six man right here in waco Oak. four no they are the number one team in the state of texas so some good stuff now we, we mentioned games in and around the area I, I, again i think mark itley has the makings to be a terrific football game uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I i hey one that's down in your your neck of the woods uh this weekend. I think it's in uh, in Academy. Lorena and Academy. It, it yep, may, that is, was, is it in Academy or is it in Lorena?
3: It's at, it's at Academy. It is at yeah. Academy.
1: Okay, so Lorena yep. and Academy has the make it to be a terrific football game as well.
3: Yeah, I think that's going to be, that's one of the ones that I have circled on the calendar. I think that's going to be a really good football game. Two good teams uh, and, and remember, Academy started that climb last year and started getting better and better each and every week. And you saw them And this week, this year they've carried it over. I I think the bumblebees are doing a lot of good things right now, uh, on the offensive side and the defensive side of the ball, but their defense has become very stingy so far this season. I am looking forward to seeing how that one turns out. How
1: about temple and
3: Brian? What do you make of that game in your prep? Well, I, you know, temple right now, they, they got the offense off on track, uh, off the skids last week. I mean, it's, they've been hot and cold offensively for the first couple of ball games. And then, you know, the third ball game, uh, they were able to put up 60 points. Now, look, they gave up 53, which is not what you want to do, but a lot of those were late in the fourth quarter. And in fact, the last touchdown was with no time on the clock, and the, the safety bit up, and they threw a, a ball behind him. But uh, I feel like the offense is starting coming to come into its own if they can keep that moving and if they can get a little more healthy on the defensive side, which Coach Stewart said last week they should be after the open week, they should be more healthy on the defensive side. I I think Temple gets off to a good start against Bryant. Even though it's on the road, it's the first road test, and you kind of hate for your first district ball game to be the first time you go on the road. But that all being said, I I think Temple has the makings to come out and, and fire on all cylinders offensively slow them down defensively and and come out there with a pretty convincing win coming up on Friday night.
1: All right, uh, you, you know uh, Midway had a gut-wrenching loss last week against Waxahachie, Had a lead mm-hmm. and gave up. I mean, it was down big, 17-0 at the half. Got back in the game with with uh, some nice offense and some special teams play. Took a 21 uh, took a yeah, took a 21-17 lead only to give up the lead and lose 24-17. They get to go to Duncanville, and man, this is this is going to be a monumental task for Shane Anderson's football team. Yeah,
3: I you know look, it, it's the district of doom for a reason. We didn't just come up with that because of you know, uh, it, it, it's a couple of teams that are in there that are going to be good. There's several teams in there that are going to be good, and you know you 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 look at one, two, and three, and I think all three of them are still in the top ten in the state, if I'm not mistaken. So. I mean, that, that, that's just a gauntlet you got to go through. And for Midway, they're trying to get on track and, and get everything going with the new coaching staff and, and make sure that, you know, they, they can compete at, at a high level week in and week out. And, and you get the Duncanville Panthers uh, in, in the second week of your district play. I mean, nobody wants that task. But for a young team that's trying to find themselves right now, that's even a bigger ask, really. Yeah, and so
1: you, you have Duncanville – you have DeSoto and you have Cedar Hill. And uh, Waco High is going to get the opportunity to play Cedar Hill. Here's what I'll say about the district this year. A- and, again, we'll know more. as It's kind of like the Baylor conversation we had yesterday. We'll know more later, but uh, and we will. But just looking at this district, I don't think this district is – make no mistake about it, they're all very talented football teams. But I don't think it is that – that gauntlet like it was a year ago Duncanville is number five DeSoto has dr- and got in DeSoto got beat by Duncanville last week 42 21 mm-hmm. DeSoto is now out of the, the top 25 uh, Cedar Hill is out of the top 25 with a two and two record so uh, it, it, they're very good football teams and, and the challenge is monumental for Midway pl- taking on Duncanville and Waco High taking on Cedar Hill but with that said they're not as at least now, they're not as as dominant. I don't think as as they were a year ago collectively. If that makes sense,
3: it does. It makes a lot of sense. It, and look, it, it's still kind of young too, so mm-hmm. they may they may get get their traction, or they may not get their traction, and somebody else gets a chance out of this district. You, you don't know. I mean, you, you have no idea what's going to happen. You know, and DeSoto gets knocked off by one of their very own, so. You know, I, I kind of take that with a grain of salt because right. we know who they are, uh, and I would not be surprised if a couple of these teams meet in that third or fourth round of the state playoffs again. Uh, it just—it it would not surprise me, and that's happened, you know, over the past couple it happened, of years. It that's what's last been year. happened. Yeah, it happened yeah, last absolutely. year. So. And, and and yeah, absolutely. And I
1: totally agree with you.
3: I, I just think it's a very, very, very tough district to be in. Uh, you know, you hear of these districts all the time. Well, you know. They're they're going to win district and everybody else is playing for second. You've heard me say that about a couple of districts before, and there's you know there's a couple in the metroplex that are exactly like that. Uh, this one, to me, I think that boy, there there's one, two, and three for me, and now who's going to emerge as that fourth place team that you know that finds a way to win just enough games to slide into that fourth slot? I just I still think it's that tough a district.
1: Yeah, I was talking to Shane Anderson over at Midway today, and not that he. Got beat by Waxahachie, but just talking about Waxahachie, and he said that is a very talented, good football team. And I'm like, well, then, you know, they fit right in in this district. Everybody just get in line. You know, you know, you know what I mean? I mean, this is a yeah. very deep district, and I get tickled because coaches say, well, you know, we play in the best district in the state. I, I think if you're in 11 6 you might be able to say that and say it with a straight face.
3: I think you can. I, I don't. I don't doubt that. That's you know. That's a, that's a true statement. I just feel like that there's there's enough talent in that district that it's, it, and like I said, it's almost a coin flip for that fourth place for me right now. And 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 I I hate to say that about anything, but you just kind of feel that way. And Waxahachie is a very good football team. A very good. We saw them in by district last year. And a lot of talent on that field. They were a little banged up by the time they got to by district. And who wouldn't be going through that district? You know, so that's the other thing. Is that district going to eat itself up? Because sometimes (laughs) you see a district that is so competitive and so even kill throughout the district. Well, they get to the playoffs and they don't have very many people left because they just got tore up in district.
1: No, I mean, and that's a great point. And it does. I mean, this is one. Physical knockdown dragout league, and, and we'll see how it goes. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it a different step. I'm gonna say I feel pretty good about one and two. Uh, uh-huh. I, I think Duncanville is clearly at, at, at this juncture in that number one spot. I think DeSoto's is a comfortable number two, but I think three and four could be a battle. I, I, I really, go. I think so. I think there's a couple of teams that could give Cedar Hill a run for their money for that third spot, and then fourth is wide open. So, it, I, it I think that fun. makes it even
3: a more fun district, right? right
1: I, yeah, I, and I do. I think it's going to be fun to kind of keep an eye on this league as we go through. All right. And, and finally, a final thought here. As we play game five this Friday night, do you realize that is the halfway juncture of the football season?
3: <laughs> I can't believe it. It seems like yesterday we
1: were just starting.
3: Yeah, it seems like yesterday we were scrambling around trying to figure out, you know, do we have everything ready to go and <laughs> uh, and and get everything lined up so we can make sure that, that we get things done that we need to. And I'm sure coaches are the same way that, you know, they were checking out equipment to players just in a blink of an eye ago. And all of a sudden they're starting district play or they're two games deep into district mm-hmm. play and halfway through the regular season. It It's just flown by this year.
1: July and August are, are, you know, that's that's our crazy months as we get ready for uh, for football. So uh, interesting. All right, uh, it's four twenty nine. We're going to talk a minute about Alan Samuel's Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, and then we're going to welcome in Bryce Cherry from the Waco Tribune Herald to the program. We'll talk a little bit about Baylor and Iowa State. We'll talk about uh, Coach Leroy Coleman going into the Hall of Fame, and some other things that uh, we'll, we'll dive into as we uh, as we visit with Bryce Cherry coming up in our next segment. One, I, I did want to talk a little bit about about Ram Power Days going on right now at Allen Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend of the car business. You can check out the new 2021 Ram 1500 quad cab, the Lone Star Edition. That's why Ram truck owners are the most loyal to the brand. Ram trucks are engineered to bring confidence under the toughest road conditions. With impressive towing capacity, payloads, and and load stability, they offer comfort levels that exceed the demands of the daily driving. It, it, it is a wonderful, wonderful machine, and you got to check out. If you're in the, if you're in the market for a truck, there's only one right now, and that's that's the 2021 Ram 1500 Quad Cab Lone Star Edition, and you can see it today, and you can see it at Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Ted Teague and his staff ready to make a great deal on that vehicle today. And then here's what I like. You can then exhale because if you buy a vehicle from Alan Samuels, here's what what I can guarantee you. I can guarantee you that you are going to get outstanding, tremendous service after the sale. That's what they pride themselves in at Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. They're at 201 West Loop 340 just down from Highway 84. They're your friend in the car business. The Baylor Bears are back home at McLean Stadium this Saturday hosting the Cyclones of Iowa State and our coverage of Baylor football begins at 1030 with game day live presented by the office of Baylor alumni live from touchdown alley hi this is Tom Barfield join Lark Smith Matt Mosley and me for scores interviews and a breakdown of the Bears and the Cyclones with game day live presented by the office of Baylor alumni on your flagship station for Baylor football ESPN Central Texas
12: This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Good Feet Store. It's music to our ears. Just listen to Deidre.
11: I would tiptoe out of bed because the pain would shoot up my heels. When I went to the Good Feet Store, they allowed me to try on the arch supports and I started sobbing because I had no pain.
12: Stop by the Good Feet Store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet.
3: Stop by today at the Good Feet Store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace.
10: Wings Pizza and Things has been your go-to place to watch your game for over 15 years. With over 60 big screens, you're sure to catch all the games. With 15 wing sauce flavors from ghost pepper to plain, we have all of your taste buds covered. And don't forget about the made-from-scratch pizzas. But wait, there's more. Try their burgers, fillies, sandwiches, and wraps. Don't forget about the wide variety of draft beers and finish your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Check out the entire menu and specials at wingsandtemple.com or follow them on Facebook. Wings Pizza and Things, Temple's home for sports for 15 years.
8: This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Another very comfortable night with mostly clear skies. It'll be cool with low temperatures falling to 50 degrees. Mostly sunny skies tomorrow. Again, another beautiful day on tap with a high of 85. And on Friday, mostly sunny skies, just a little bit more humid with a high of 88. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out Fox44news.com for any changes in the weather.
3: ESPN Radio Sports Center. i with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams & Sons Roofing. Utah quarterback and former Baylor quarterback Charlie Brewer, who started the Utes' first three games, has left the program. Brewer was replaced in last week's game by Texas transfer Cam Rising. Randy Gregory is returning to practice today for the Cowboys and should be ready for Monday night's game with the Eagles. Houston Astros continue to gain momentum on a three-game winning streak beating the Angels 10-5. Astros and Angels again tonight, 838 first pitch. Astros' magic number is now down to six. Texas Rangers on a three game losing streak. Yankees winning last night. Seven to one Rangers and Yankees again tonight 605 first pitch. Baylor coaches show tonight with John Morris at seven on ESPN Central Texas and the Temple Wildcats coach Scott Stewart show tonight at six on Fox Sports Central Texas.
0: Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. Let's talk sports with Bryce Cherry of the Waco Tribune Herald on ESPN Central Texas.
1: All right, 435, we do welcome Bryce Cherry into the program. Bryce, it's the Bears and Iowa State coming up on Saturday afternoon, 2.30. Should be a great day weather-wise. It it looks like it's going to be a a terrific day for football. One of the things that we've been talking about here on the program over the last couple of days is, yes, the Bears have done exactly what they're supposed to do. They were supposed to go out and win three games against teams they were supposed to beat. But what do we really know we about this football team is is that a fair statement in your opinion?
13: It is a fair statement uh, I would say there's very little we know just because uh, you know as you said they go out they win three games against three teams you expect them to to beat and uh, and most of them beat handily um, and and they Pretty much did that. The Texas State game was was relatively close, but Baylor still pulls that one out on the road. Um, you know, just from the eye test, I would say their offensive line looks you know night and day better, um, and certainly the running game is is clicking along at a, at a high clip. But you know, let. Let's see improve it against somebody like an Iowa State, like an Oklahoma, like an Oklahoma State. I mean, this to me is the litmus test to just see how improved this Dave Aranda coach team is. Uh, I mean, I think we all believe they are improved, but, you know, at at just what level, you know, I think we're going to start finding out on Saturday.
3: When you look at what this offense has been able to do through the first three ball games, how important is it for them to get off to a good start in the game on Saturday to make sure that, you know, they keep that momentum going and not bog down?
13: Yeah, I think that, that's key. I mean, uh, you always want to, uh, you know, give yourself a little bit of momentum, a little bit of confidence just early in the game. Um, you know, one of the things I wrote about, uh, this week is uh, just what they've done on fourth down. And, and we've seen that on some early drives this year where, you know, they, they had it kind of clicking along and they hit a fourth and three and they decide, you know, we'd like to keep clicking along. <laughs> let's, let's go for it. And they've, they've done that pretty well this year. They're six out of seven on uh, on fourth down. Um, they've converted their last five Abram Smith, kind of their go-to guy on fourth down um, I'm not sure I'm supposed to let that out. Maybe, you know, hopefully Iowa State's not listening, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure they can watch film just like anybody else. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree. I think they they need to uh, obviously get some momentum early in the game. Now, uh, the big key is whether you're in it in the fourth quarter. And and to me, if Taylor's in it in the fourth quarter, that will be the sign of just. How improved this team is, you know, against a, a ranked, a very good Iowa State team. Now, obviously, they they actually were in it uh, late last year in Ames with a uh, with, you know, a Baylor team that wasn't that good. So, um, you know, sometimes you can't always read too much into one game either.
1: You mentioned the fourth down situation. A couple of thoughts here. One, is that uh, the going forward on fourth down, in your opinion, is that part of the building, that identity that Coach Aranda talks so much about? And, B, at some point, you you, you mentioned six out of seven, at some point they're not going to get one of those and they're going to put the defense in harm's way.
13: Yeah, and Dave Aranda actually addressed that this week. Uh, You know, he he knows that the law of averages will catch up with them, and that – Uh, you know, an opposing defense will execute properly and and stop them at some point, and and they will have to to step up on defense. You know, for all the, the improvement that the running game has made and the offensive line has made, to me the strength of this team is still on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, they've got a lot of experience back on that side of the ball. I think one area that John Werner and I have talked about a lot uh, it, that we'd still like to see maybe some improvement there is in their pass rush. You know, they're not getting the kind of pass rush I think that they want right now. Um, but, uh, you know, back to the fourth down thing, I think it, it gives you confidence when you go for it and you, and you uh, execute it. Uh, but also, Aranda talked about it, you know, it, it sort of gives you more freedom as a play caller if you view third down as a, as a two down situation, you know, um, then like if you're in a third and eight, you can, you can throw that little six yard out and go, well, we're still going to go for it on, you know, fourth and two. Um, And like I said, they have, they have been very, very good, very efficient on those plays, but you're right. You know, I mean, uh, they're not likely to hit it 85% all season long.
3: For this team, as far as being able to get that pass rush, is the secondary gone beyond your expectations so far this season for the Bears? And what I mean by that is, you know, they've been able to shut some teams down. And, and look, I know the competition, but it seems like the secondary has been real dialed in for this Bears defense.
13: Yeah, it has. And 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 you would think that if that continues, uh, that will help the pass rush. We know how all of those things – sort of work together and, and coalesce, um, you know, it, you start getting some coverage sacks if, if that secondary is, is doing their job on the back end and, uh, you know, vice versa. If Baylor's able to, to get a little more push up front, then, then that helps the secondary. So uh, that most of their pass rush pressure right now has come on blitzes with linebackers and maybe the occasional safety. But uh, they, I think they certainly are expecting a little bit more out of the likes of uh, Apu Ika, if I'm saying that right, uh, and just some of those guys on the D-line. You know, they're, they're needing a little bit more out of them. But uh, I think one of the things that um, you know, you, you've you got to give credit to the other team as well, some of the quarterbacks that Baylor has played, at least two of the three, I would say, in these first three games, were pretty mobile. I mean that kid at uh, Texas State. I mean he felt like Fran Tarkenton at times, <laughs> you know, just <laughs> scrambling around there. And I know, you know, we're really dating ourselves. We start talking about targeting, but, uh, but yeah, he was he was slippery. I think the guy at Kansas was pretty slippery. So, you know, uh, maybe with with some guys that aren't quite as mobile, uh, Baylor might be able to bag a few more sacks.
1: Talking with Bryce Cherry, the Waco Tribune. Harold, Bryce, one of the things that Coach Arand had talked about was the physicality of the Cyclones. And, you know, is, is that one of the areas where the Bears just got to match Iowa State's physicality up front in the, in the trenches, both offensively and defensively?
13: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, if you're going to be a hard-nosed winning football team, you've got to be tough and you've got to be rugged. And, um, you know, that was something I thought they did well under Matt Rule. And I think they're trying to build that kind of an identity under Dave Aranda. I mean, you know, defense was the strength of this team last year. Uh, you're starting to get a little bit more of a hard-nosed mindset uh, on the offensive side with just you know running the ball, uh, you know, grinding, grinding it between the tackles. And I mean, obviously they run that wide zone, but but they're still running between the tackles. I mean, uh, you know, they're 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 kind of going with a traditional winning formula of football. Run the ball, play some good defense.
3: How important is it for this team to be sound in special teams and, and maybe try to help their offense out a little bit with a big play or two?
13: Yeah, I mean, uh, that, that can win you games. <laughs> you know, those, those when, you, when you get a big play in special teams, it just – I don't know what the percentages are of – you know, a, a, a team that gets, like, a huge kickoff return for a touchdown that, that win the game, but I'd say it's probably pretty high. Um, and we know the capability of Treston Ebner in that role. I mean, he's he's he can be dynamic. And so, you know, those kind of plays are ones that, you know, they have to hit just right. Uh, but you still need consistency out of those units where uh, you're just not hurting yourself on special teams you know what i'm saying i mean uh as long as you're you know making some forward progress and not not you know ball security is is a a good thing i mean um so you, you want to execute and then occasionally pop the big one hey,
1: what was your uh, what was your take on charlie brewer exiting uh, utah after three starts
13: You know, I tweeted about it yesterday uh, where I said, look, uh, to me this doesn't tarnish Charlie's college legacy at all. He's in his his fifth year for, I mean, crying out loud, he's already had a full college career. Uh, The thing I said on Twitter was just, I think we'll end up looking at his time in Utah as uh, as the Rocky Five or... Coming to America too, you know, of his career, you know? I mean, it's it's the sequel that we'll just conveniently omit from our memory. Uh, Hopefully. (laughs) But I also feel like I will say this. I I got a tweet back, and I never did respond. I I was busy, and uh, I don't often get into little uh, Twitter clapbacks anyway. but, uh, But a Baylor fan was like, Oh, you're entitled to your opinion, but uh, but, but, most us, uh, but most of us, but most of us at Baylor were basically glad to see Charlie go, go, and they talked about his lack of arm strength. Well, you know what? I feel like Charlie is one of those guys that should be appreciated a little bit more uh, by Baylor fans. Uh, okay, maybe he couldn't fling it, you know, sixty yards down the field, but uh, he was a gamer. Uh, He took you to a dead gum sugar bowl and and won a lot of games for you. He was gritty. He was a leader. uh, And he was always, always running for his life. He never had a good offensive line in front of him the entire time he was at Baylor. So let's cut the guy some slack.
0: I, I'm with you
1: on that one. Hey, let's switch gears. Final thought. I want to get to your thoughts on Leroy Coleman. Uh, you, you and I both know him well. Uh, he is being honored by Waco ISD on Friday night, the uh, Ladanian Tomlinson Classic, and he's going to be uh, inducted into the Waco ISD Hall of Fame. And uh, then there's also a, a a meet and greet coming up Thursday night at 6 o'clock over at Walk-Ons. Just your thoughts on, on Coach Leroy Coleman. Oh, no, man.
13: You know,
1: good
13: grief. Uh, he's he should go in the nice guy Hall of Fame.
9: Absolutely, and I
13: know what I know what they say about nice guys. Nice guys finish last, but uh, at the same time, Leroy had an excellent run at university and coached some very, very good teams. Produced a lot of talent. Um, they, you know, they uh, believe they might have beaten Palestine Adrian Peterson one year. They you know they went to the regional final I think in '02 uh you know they had some some good teams and and really some of universities last really good teams i mean it's been a a long dry spell since uh since coach coleman was there uh but you know like i said just a genuine heart of gold every time you see him i mean 98.5 percent of the time he's got a smile on his face uh you know i'm sure uh, his players have maybe occasionally seen the other side, uh, but he's, he, you know, he was always about the kids, and I, I loved that about him. I loved that about Kent Bechtel. Uh, I always felt like they were peas in a pod in that regard, um, and you know, I just I'm happy for 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 Leroy Coleman. Think about his football legacy. Here's a guy who played high school football with Mean Joe Green,
4: mm-hmm. and
13: coached Ladanian Tomlinson. I mean, a couple of Hall of Famers right there. So uh, he's, he's been rubbing shoulders with some uh, some pretty uh, elite-level talent.
1: Uh, Bryce, I said the other day to somebody, I said, look, forget about X's and O's and all that, just look at how many young people he's influenced in his career. Unbelievable.
4: Yeah,
13: absolutely. And if you talk to those guys uh, now, and, and Chad Conan did for a story that he'll have, but uh, all of them would say that about about Coach Coleman and just what uh, a tremendous impact he made on their lives.
1: Hey, what are you uh, what are you guys working on for the for the uh, trib over the next couple of days?
13: So the Coach Coleman story, Chad will have that. Uh, I mentioned the fourth downs; that's online now, and will be in tomorrow's paper. And then I got a chance to talk uh, just a couple hours ago to uh, Tanner Mordecai at SNU. I'll have a feature story on him. Uh, talk about a guy who's balling out, man! Wow, he's leading the country. Yeah, he's leading the country in touchdown passes, and had a, a pretty exciting end to <laughs> last last week's game. Uh, I did. I did say to him, I said, "Look, man, you know how much of a hail mary is luck," and and he, he said, "Look, I'd be ignorant to say." Uh, you know luck doesn't uh play a factor in it that said he said they do practice it and he also gave major props to number 11 his name escapes me when i start writing the story i'll look it up but uh uh, number 11 uh, one of the other smu receivers tapped it to uh reggie who who ended up catching the touchdown pass so uh he he tanner gave him uh, big time props and said it was one of the greatest plays he's ever seen on the football field. So, uh, but Tanner Mordecai is is playing great right now, and of course we know you know what he did at Midway, uh, you know leading them to a state championship game appearance his senior year.
1: Yeah, and uh, I've watched that that play about ten times. It, it does not get old. If you get a chance, go look it up. The uh, the pass for uh, for SMU to to win the football game last week. Bryce, as always, it's a pleasure, man. Thanks for your time today. Yep. Thanks, guys. See you soon, Uh, Bryce Cherry for the Waco Tribune-Herald. Good stuff. 4:50, ten away from five. Coming up next, we've got our Ranger Roundup. We'll do it for you next, right here on ESPN
9: Central Texas. (laughs) The Lorena Coaches Show with Ray Biles is brought to you by TFNB, your bank for life, and the Lorena Athletic Association. The Lorena Leopards finished non-district with a two-and-two record after a 49-16 win over Madisonville. Coach seems like all phases contributed in this game, especially Andrew Britton. The punt return, interception for a touchdown, just all kinds of things he did.
6: Yeah, Andrew had a, a good ball game defensively, but you know that's kind of become what he is. Uh, he's one of our captains and a senior that's been there for several years, and uh, he understands you know what's going on over there and, and kind of gets everybody else lined up in the secondary. So uh, he had a tremendous ball game for us. Has, did several of those guys on the defensive side of the field.
9: Looked like you did a lot of it with your running game. Reed McNa, Jalen Henry, they plowed up a bunch of yards.
6: They did, uh, you know. And a lot of that, I, I think, we had five different players score on the ground. Uh, but uh, a lot of that is, is what happens up front our offensive line right now. They're coming together very, very well. And, uh, you know, that's a critical part of what we do because uh, the, it's just uh, those five guys have to be on the same page every time the is snapped. And right now they're, they're playing very well. And I would say the same thing up front in the trenches on, on both sides of the ball, defensively and offensively. Our, our defensive and offensive lines are playing very well right now.
9: Yeah, defensively, your unit didn't even allow a score until the fourth quarter.
6: Yeah, they popped a, You know, they caught us in a stunt, and he hit a seam. And you know, we had talked last week, and I talked about the athletic uh, ability and speed that Madisonville has. And one of their backs got loose, and he hit a, a big gap and shot between safeties. And we were in zero coverage and had nobody over the top, so off he went. Next up, district opener against Academy. It's the only team in the district that went undefeated during non-district play. You know, we played them last year at our place, and it was a pretty good battle all night long. So we expect the same thing to happen this Friday night. We're going to have to play well, clean up the things that we can clean up, and uh, now we're playing for keeps in the district.
0: ESPN Central Texas.
2: TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our edge checking or savings accounts and earn interest, cash back, or free digital downloads. With five locations, managing your money has never been easier. And check out the new bear statues at our downtown Waco location, across I-35 from Baylor. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC.
1: Редактор субтитров
14: Time now for the
0: Ranger Roundup, brought to you by Kaleo Wealth Management Group.
1: All right, you you've heard on SportsCenter with Ward that the uh, Rangers have dropped three in a row, and I guess that's true, so we don't want to spend a whole lot of time discussing that. But, it, it, hey, look, the, the Rangers get beat by the Yankees 7-1. They are now just, just, Aaron, 41 games under Why are you laughing? They're just 41 under five hundred, fifty-five 55 and 96. 55 and 96. Look, there's no place to go but up.
5: I, mean, I feel like I know what it's like to be like a, a Pirates fan, you know? But just
1: but everybody's done it I mean yeah. you know well, not, uh, like you said the maybe Astros not those yeah the Astros have done it had a
5: hundred loss season
1: look the Kansas City Royals they they'll win the World Series and then they'll go in the tank for 15 years and then they'll win the World Series and then're in the I mean so it happens I mean uh h- how about Tampa uh you know there were years where Tampa was just maybe the most awful thing in baseball it happens. But uh, you would you would hope that at this
5: point, yeah, the Marlins that, have won two World Series. Yeah, yeah. That's what they do. They 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 win one, then they tear it down, and five or six years later, yep. hopefully, they can compete again.
1: Yeah, uh, and it's interesting how you know the the uh, the Oakland Athletics. They they don't exactly win every year, but I mean, all of a sudden, you know, they'll they'll put it together and away they go. So, uh, hopefully, that that's what the, this Ranger front office is doing. They're figuring things out and getting things together now the the one bright spot in the game and this is this is a pretty cool statistic by the way well, the one bright spot uh, was Abanez. Uh, uh, he was three for four in the in the in the ball game Andy Abanez went three for four with a double in the loss now here's the stat of the day he has reached base safely in 16 straight games and, and that is big time 16 16 times he's reached base safely 14 of those 16. Multi-hit, uh, fourteen of those sixteen were by hit, and in eleven of those games, multi-hit. So it's not just a one for four. He's getting he's getting multiple hits, and over that span, he is batting four sixty seven. He has raised his average to .274. And listen, anybody that wears a Ranger uniform that is remotely close to three hundred uh, has has got my attention. So Andy Abania is another one of those guys. Uh, you know, since, uh, since going on a tear, he has reached base in 16 straight, 14 of those 16 by hit, and 11 of those 16 multi-hit games. So good for Andy Abanez. All right, uh, 457, three away from five. That is our Ranger Roundup brought to you by uh, Kaleo Wealth Management. Uh, do you have nagging back aches? Maybe your hip and your legs are sore at the end of the day. And you're saying, what on earth could this be? Well, I'm telling you right now, it could be that you need to check out Good Feet in the Central Texas marketplace. They have a three-step arch support system that can create a total body wellness for you. They they offer the total body wellness program, premier pain relief products, and and, uh, and look, it, it's a simple deal. You go to you go to Good Feet and you say, look, my hips are hurting, my back is hurting. And they're going to they're going to give you a free consultation and a free fitting. And, and, and I mean, there's nothing free in this world, but I'm telling you, the consultation and the fitting is absolutely free. Their products uh, come with a lifetime warranty. They're open seven days a week, Monday through Saturday, and Sundays from noon until five. They get three hundred in 50 different sizes and 25 different styles, something for everyone. And, you know, I'm telling you, and and I've I've been there. I've gone through the program. I know they've got a strengthener that does just that. It, It strengthens. Your arches—they uh, have a maintainer that does just that. It maintains, and then they have a relaxer for when you're uh, lounging around the house, maybe in your house shoes or something. You put the relaxer in, and it takes care of you there too. So check them out. It, 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 you owe it to yourself to go buy Good Feet in the Central Texas marketplace. It's the Baylor Bears and the Iowa State Cyclones this Saturday from McLean Stadium. And our coverage of Baylor football begins with Game Day Live Saturday morning at 1030, live from Touchdown Alley right here on ESPN Central Texas. Game Day Live is presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni and brought to you in part by Barnett Contracting, Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements, Common Grounds, NeighborWorks Waco, Oakley's Rustic Grill, Oakley's Shuckin' Shack, Steckler, Wayne Cochran, Cherry Law Firm. Baylor Game Day Live is also brought to you in part by TFMB, your bank for life. Total Office Solutions, Old Chicago, Hurley Benefit Services, Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, Walk-On Sports Bistro, Maya Fuels, and Central National Bank. It's the Bears and the Cyclones, and it's this Saturday morning at 1030 on ESPN Central Texas.
5: If you're self-employed, you have a special health insurance problem. Michael Hurley of
4: Hurley Benefit Services.
13: I'm trying to help the individual out there who makes too much to qualify for any help, any subsidy, or benefits from the government towards their health insurance, but does not have the income to pay the credibly high premiums we find if you're buying your insurance individually.
5: You can have individual or group coverage that is a lot better, that costs a lot less.
11: HurleyBenefits.com. H-U-R-L-E-Y Benefits.com.
10: Marineland Boating Center, Crest Pontoons, and Mercury Marine believes no matter how you boat, the water
15: unites us all. Crest pontoons offer a level of quality, safety, style, and comfort that is unparalleled in the industry. Mercury outboards are durable, reliable, and powerful. Whether you're fishing, pulling a tube, or just getting away from it all to relax, Marineland Boating Center has the perfect model for you. Take time to live the pontoon life and experience the Crest Standard of Excellence. Powered by Mercury at Marineland Boating Center in Waco, making memories since 1983.
0: From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas.
1: 503 Drive Safe, please you make your way home. Wrap it up a work day, hump day Wednesday. It's- it's done. It's in the books. Looking forward to Thursday. Our five o'clock hour is brought to you by Versa Live Southwest, a town manufacturing company. Currently hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. All openings start at seventeen dollars or more an hour. And if you'd like to apply, you certainly can do so at seventy six zero one Imperial Drive. From Locked On Horn Frogs podcast, we welcome to the program our friend Stephen Simcock. Stephen, good afternoon. How are you? Good afternoon. How are you? Tom, I'm good. Thanks for having me. Hey, let's uh, let's go at it. Let's talk some TCU football real quick. A uh, an open date last week, another non-conference game this week with the Ponies before getting ready for conference play against Texas uh, in Fort Worth in a couple of weeks. How big is this non-conference game besides the rivalry with SMU? How big is it to for the Frogs as they get ready for league play?
7: Well, I think it's a big deal. It's actually it's been a little while since TCU started the season three and zero. You know, a few years ago, they lost to SMU. And then last season, kind of wonky with COVID-19. you are starting the year against Iowa State, but they dropped their opener. They got off to a really poor start. And so as far as, you know, exceeding expectations, making your goals, I think getting to 3-0 and helps you a lot. Also, like this rivalry, to be honest, I think on the TCU fan side of things, it had been pretty dead simply because SMU had struggled and the Frogs had kind of dominated them over the past decade or so. Uh, but them coming into Fort Worth a couple of years ago and winning that football game, there's been some trash talk this week. They've really been enjoying having the iron skillet for almost two full calendar years now. So I feel like there's a little more extra to this game than there normally would be, which is nice. SMU a program on the rise. Sonny Dykes has done a nice job there. Um, so it should be a fun one as far as, you know, winning the rivalry game, not the big deal, but I think more important is TCU just having some confidence, feeling good by wrapping up the non-conference slate with a victory and staying undefeated, that would be a nice boost going into the Texas game next week.
3: You know, Stephen, years ago, back in the old Eamon Carter, this was a huge game because I remember going to those games as as a youngster, and it was the only time that the upper deck would have people in it when SMU came to town. (laughs) Is it starting to lean back toward that? You mentioned because SMU's been doing some trash talking because they've had the iron skillet for a couple years. But SMU has kind of got – this is the first time in a long time since the death penalty that they've kind of gotten back on track a little bit. I'm not saying they're back, but they're they're playing a lot better at a higher level. Can this grow into that rivalry that it used to be because of that? I think it could, and you're right, Ward. I mean, for for the longest time,
7: especially since CC joined the Big 12, I feel like a lot of fans in Fort Worth kind of turned their attention – on the rivalry side more to Baylor and Texas uh, Mm -hmm. as far as the two main teams they want to beat every year. But that's a new win, kind of infuse some juice into this game. They didn't get to play last year. There was some chirping about that. Uh, Both schools seem to indicate that, you know, it was was the other school that didn't want to end up getting the game going. Um, I remember Sonny Dykes put out a video last season. The week they were supposed to play and the game got canceled because TCU had COVID issues. And he was cooking frog legs inside the iron skillet, which was pretty funny. Um, they've had some things to say this week. But the, the program there has done a really nice job. I, I mean, I think they've been trying to do this for a long time. But they finally are starting to um, get that Dallas brand going where, you know, they're the school in the Metroplex, in that side of the Metroplex at least, that they want to keep kids home. They want to keep that talent there. Rashad Samples, the son of Reginald Samples at Duncanville, has done a really nice job on their staff. Um, So this should be a fun game. And I feel like it's good for both schools if that rivalry does kind of blossom and develop back into what it was, even if it's kind of frustrating for TCU because uh, for a while it was kind of an easy check-the-box type of win, and it hasn't been that as of late.
1: With wins over Duquesne and Cal, Do you kind of have a sense of where this team is, or do you need to see a a bigger sample size when it comes to the Frogs?
7: Well, I think you need to see a bigger sample size. Also, I just wonder, I mean, they're still not completely healthy, and everybody's always banged up in football. But Kyrie Coleman, one of their best pass rushers, he's been out. Noah Daniels, uh, one of their better corners, he's been out. Their status is unclear for this week. Gary was pretty testy in the uh, Tuesday press conference when he was asked about it, so he's not trying to give out any secrets. Um, but I feel like a big part of that is as far as, you know, what, what is this team, who are they, depends on do you get those guys back. If they do come back, what is their role? Are they 100% Are they way to go? Um, you know, Cal is not as good as I felt like they would be going into the season. They came into that game 0-1, and, and you know, they pushed TCU pretty well before losing. So uh, I don't really think we have a great read on it. I think, you know, one thing that Gary kept saying – leading up to those two games was hey we're we're, we really feel like we're trying to get through these two games and then get the bye week and then you know a a new season almost starts the rest of the way and hopefully we have some guys back so um, I I think the defense is young and learning I feel like the offense has some playmakers and if they get the ball in the hands of Zach Evans or Quentin Johnston, then they're really dangerous Uh, but we haven't seen them do that consistently yet so it's hard to get a read on exactly who they are.
3: Steven, would it be fair to say, even with all that being said, that this is probably still a defensive-minded, monikered Gary Patterson football team from that side of the ball, and the defense is going to help the offense out with field position as much as they possibly can because that's just what Gary Patterson does? Or, Or is this offense starting to be able to stand on its own two legs?
7: Well, I still think they're a defensive first team. I mean, you said that's always what Gary wants to be identified as. Uh, I do feel like the offense is more potent than it's been in past years, and they're able to sustain drives better and put up points on the board um, at a better rate than they have lately. But, yeah, defense is what they hang their hat on. And uh, the last few seasons they've kind of started slow as well. So I expect that to change as the year goes on. But I I still believe that uh, Gary is, at his core, a defensive first coach, He's going to play things conservatively. He wants that unit, you know, deciding the game. And um, that's who they are. And I I don't really see that changing as far as
1: the identity in his career. Obviously, you got your eye on SMU and TCU. Is is there another game in the league that that you're going to be keeping an eye on that you're like, hey, you know, if I wouldn't – if this wasn't my game, this would be my game. Man, there's some good ones.
7: I mean, West Virginia coming off that win against Virginia Tech, Going to OU and, and playing a Sooners team that's kind of limped through a non conference schedule is super intriguing to I me. Mean, obviously, like Iowa State and Baylor. Baylor has looked great. It's been against competition they should handle pretty easily. Um, they uh, get a victory against a ranked Iowa State team at home? You know, Are they competitive in that game? I expect that one to be a close one. Um, and so those would be the two. I think Texas Texas Tech is also intriguing just because I don't really understand you know tech is they've won this world international but that's another uh team that i don't really feel like has an identity yet so yeah there's a lot of intriguing games i feel like the first week of conference play is always super interesting because you sort of see uh you know things hit the bricks a little bit and you get a better read on everybody but if i had to narrow it down to one or two it'd be OU, West virginia and then baylor iowa state
3: Stephen, are the Dallas Cowboys on their way to the Super Bowl after beating the Chargers?
7: Oh, yeah. I mean, of course. You know, you, <laughs> LA, I mean, you,
3: just, you just keep it
13: rolling.
7: Um, I will say, like, that was a encouraging win from the aspect of not everything went right for you. Uh, and the defense was able to, to get some stops when they needed to. You got down the field and, and got that field goal when you had to. But to me, the Cowboys – One, the defense has to be more consistent. And I really like what Micah Parsons brings to that unit. Um, But for all the talk about the offense and how elite they are, and and I understand, like, why people are excited about them. And I guess they do have so many weapons. Uh, Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup when he's healthy. You know, Zeke is still someone you have to account for. Tony Pollard made some really nice things happen um, on Sunday against the Chargers. But they just just bogged down. Red Zone. they leave way too many points on the board, and, you know, I felt like after that Tampa Bay game, of course the defense needed to be better, but really, in my mind, that game was lost because your special teams unit failed a couple times, and the offense just couldn't, you know, consistently get in the end zone. Like, they just left some points on the board. They did that against the Chargers. That has to get fixed, but um, and the NFC East appears to be a bad division again, this a big game against the Eagles on Monday Night Football. Um, Washington's kind of a mess right now. The Giants are a mess. So that's an encouraging thing for the Cowboys. And, yeah, word of course. They're, they're on their way to the Super Bowl, for sure.
1: <laughs> so, Neil, the linebacker, he, he's gone into COVID-19 protocol, so they're going to be short – or could be potentially shorthanded again at linebacker. Uh, do, do you think that that changes Parsons – uh, approach it and what they do with him with uh, with them possibly being down a linebacker again? Well, yeah, I mean, it's just a tough thing to answer because he
7: did such a nice job in those pass rushing situations, and they had him there because they were down, you know, Gregory and Lawrence. Do mm-hmm. so you now have to shift him back over to that linebacker role um, because you're short there? But the great thing about Mike is he just seems super versatile. And, uh, you know, I'll be honest, when they picked him, on draft night, like I, I felt like, Tom, um, yeah, that's that's a good pick. That was probably the best player available. But they have to be pretty upset that they didn't get a corner. Um, and I, I think if you asked them that night, honestly, they probably would be. But this has turned out to be a really good addition for them through the first few games of the season. It's also weird to me. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's just because they're not as they're not in a bubble as much as they were last year. But I feel like with the Cowboys, especially, like COVID nineteen last season was not really an issue as far as guys testing positive, guys. Game, uh, and I figured with the vaccine and everything available now, that that wouldn't be something that we still had going on. But of course, now guys are still testing positive, and I understand, you know, some of the science behind that. But it's just, it's sort of weird that you got through last year where everybody was so worried about it um, with really no problems, and now you're having these issues uh, post, you know, post vaccine and everything else. But um, a big blow for the New County deal. They're a team that can't really afford. to to have, you know, many losses on that defense because they don't have a lot of depth.
3: Steven, do you think Bones is taking too many chances on defense and if that continues for the Cowboys, I mean, on special teams, and if that continues for the Cowboys, that could cost them a game down the line?
7: Yeah, I think he's taking way too many chances. I mean, it it feels like he's telling plays on that. Like, you know, the the fake (laughs) field goals, the fake punt, Uh, the, the punt block rush, honestly, I will say, the, the punt block, putting the rush on there, I didn't really think too much of it at the time. But then, you know, as people started to second-guess it, I was like, okay, I guess that does make sense. Why wouldn't you just put a return on there and give the offense a chance to work? Um, I don't really understand. I mean, I think Bones falls asleep. He's been around for a long time. He's well-respected. I get like he wants to push the envelope. I just don't understand why Mike McCarthy can't say, hey, like, we, we can't have this, right? Like, if you want to run the occasional fake punt or the occasional special play, that's fine. But, um, you know, when we're inside our own territory, like last year, I think it was 4th and ten, they were at their own 30, and they ran that fake punt against Washington. It was a total disaster. And that stuff looks great if it works, but if it doesn't, it just brings a lot of attention to your special teams unit. And and um, in my mind, that's something Mike McCarthy has to fix. The special teams coach shouldn't have that much sway in, in the play calling.
1: Steven, he can't do that. He's too busy trying to find a clock that works. Uh. <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs> Hey, hey, what hey, what are you guys working on uh, on on your podcast? Yeah, we'll
7: have plenty of coverage of the SMU game coming up. Actually, we can do a roundtable with uh, some of the other Big 12 hosts tonight, so that'll be up tomorrow. And it's a lot on Horned Frogs. You can get it anywhere you uh, listen to your podcast. And I'm uh, at SimcoxSteven on Twitter if you want to follow me there
1: and, and get the update. Steven, as always, it's a pleasure, my friend. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Always fun talking to you. Talk to you soon. That is Stephen Simcox uh, from uh, Locked on Horn Frogs. A- and-, and good stuff there, Ward. All right, uh, 517, 17 minutes after 5. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, and Aaron, we're glad you're with us. And. We are going to take a second here. Uh, you know what? It, it, we're going to continue with our cowboy conversation. It's time for the cowboy update with Christy Scales, and it's brought to you by Dr. Rao Ali of Hill Regional Hospital in Hillsboro. He's board certified, and uh, you can call Dr. Ali at 469 562 4188
11: everyone, with today's Cowboys Report, I'm Christy Scales. You'll hear from the unsung hero of Sunday's win, San Antonio's Terrence Steele, right after this.
0: Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it
12: Jackie Flash?
0: Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit ATT.com for details.
15: What does it mean to be a part of Cowboys Nation? At Reliant, it means powering the home of the Dallas Cowboys and homes of Cowboys fans across Texas and helping out when needed most. As an electricity provider, it's our commitment to every customer and their family. And it's as strong as our Texas roots. It's our promise today and for generations to come. Reliant, proud to be the official energy provider of the Dallas Cowboys.
2: PUCT number 1007.
11: Cowboys Nation was concerned when right tackle Lyle Collins was suspended earlier this month for five games. After all, Sunday's contest was against the Chargers and Pro Bowl pass rusher Joey Bosa. But Terrence Steele from San Antonio and Cibolo Steele High School stepped in for Collins and shut down Bosa, making Steele an unsung hero in the victory. But it wasn't a surprise to anyone with the Cowboys who saw a work ethic that resulted in Steele winning an offseason conditioning award.
0: I worked my butt off to prepare for this moment Bosa is one out of a player. Definitely one of the top edge rushers in this league. To, to play in this league, you have to have major confidence in yourself.
11: Still goes against an Eagle defense Monday that's without Pro Bowl pass rusher Brandon Graham, who was placed on injured reserve yesterday with a torn Achilles. With the Cowboys at the Star, I'm Christy Scales.
14: If you suffer from chronic pain, whether it's neck or back, arthritis, migraines, or any part of your body, it doesn't have to be that way. Dr. Rao Ali is a board-certified pain specialist that offers his services to Central Texans from Hill Regional Hospital in Hillsboro. He can find the best treatment to help you improve daily function and increase your quality of life. Call Dr. Rao Ali for an appointment, 469-562-4188. That number again, 469-562-4188.
15: He raids your fridge. you Borrows your car without asking. Scratches? What scratches? He's your brother-in-law. I'll pay you back. He takes what's yours and there's nothing you can do. But when identity thieves want to take what's yours, you can do something. LifeLock by Norton monitors your info and alerts you to potential threats. If you become a victim, they can help fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com using promo code NEWS.
12: Have you heard about the new Korean barbecue taco? That's right. Way Cool Tacos and Tamales at Union Hall is the place to get them. The mouth-watering Korean barbecue taco. Caramelized pagolgi beef, Asian slaw, cilantro with sriracha lime and mayo served on a flour tortilla. Way Cool Tacos and Tamales in Union Hall. Handcrafted with love and inspired by their family's generations of Tex-Mex recipes. Located in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in Waco.
6: This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group.
7: Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at the
8: thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Another very comfortable night with mostly clear skies. It'll be cool with low temperatures falling to 50 degrees. Mostly sunny skies tomorrow. Again, another beautiful day on tap with a high of 85 and on Friday, mostly sunny skies, just a little bit more humid with a high of 88. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather.
0: From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios.
1: All right, five twenty-three. Drive safely as you uh, wrap up your workday. Tom Bartfield, Ward White's here in Sexton. We're glad you're with us. Coming up in a few minutes, we will uh, visit with Leroy Coleman once he gets off the uh, practice field. Uh, Ward, I don't know if you you realize this, but Lubbock is going to play on Saturday afternoon against. Uh, oh, really? Uh, yeah, they're going to play Corpus Christi Miller on on Saturday afternoon down there, and. It's the uh, it's the Pirates versus the Buccaneers, so I think it should be a swashbuckling football game to say the least. Oh, I
3: see what you did there. Okay, I see what yeah, you did there. All right, yeah, very yeah, nice. Been working
1: on that one. <laughs> hey, you know the uh, the Bears take on Iowa State on Saturday, and, and when I was visiting with uh, with Coach Dave Aranda on Monday, he was talking about the different look of this Cyclone football team defensively. They actually use a three safety package, and, and that safety ward. Uh, it, it, for example, if it's a if it's an even look and that means two receivers to the left, two receivers to the right, you know, a balanced look, then then that third safety is always gonna be lined up on the third player. So he would then be lined up over the running back. If it's a three by one, he would be lined up on the slot receiver. So you you, you get he's he's the safety that safety that third safety is always going to be over the 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 third skill player so I I just thought it was an interesting dynamic and he said it's it's a difficult defense to 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 defend I mean and, and you know because you don't see all of those intricacies that they employ and he said they're you know just a very talented football team on the defensive side of the ball and they're a very physical football team
15: I think you know um trying to get in um to the best play call trying to um um, have some poise at the start of the down to get an idea of rotation and, you know, leverages and, and uh, matchups that we like. And then I think uh, for us, like the ability to establish a run game and then be able to play off of that fastball with our change or curve, you know, regardless of what it is,
14: but I think it has to start on the ground first.
3: Sounds like they need to run the football, doesn't it? Well, absolutely, and you know that's something that you want to try to establish. You, we've talked about it uh, many times for this Baylor football team. Just because they're in that that spread look and they stretch the field a little bit, they still want to run the football, and that running the football sets up the pass. And for for the Bears, that's going to behoove them offensively to be able to do that. Not only will it establish a, a passing game for you, but it also move the change. Keep your offense on the field. Keep their offense on the sidelines.
1: You know, you, you got Ebner and, and Smith, uh, kind of a two-headed monster, and, and Squirrel's starting to come back into the mix, too. So y- you could have three running backs uh, in this football game, and that's just at the running back spot. Don't forget they use they use a, a fullback in, in several different formations. So uh, th- this football team is about run first, pass second. I think that is – clearly the way that they would prefer to go about doing things.
3: I think so, too. I think you're 100% right. And if they can get that accomplished, that's why they can use those running backs. You know, a lot of times you talk about, well, you know, if there's two quarterbacks, you got you got no quarterbacks. Well, running back's a different animal, especially if you're going to try to run the ball and be physical with it because of the fact that, you know, you want those fresh legs out there. You want them to be able to slice through the hole as fast as you possibly can. You know, I, I, I get that a lot of times, teams are using this vision run game where you go up into the line of scrimmage and you, and you kind of wait and pause and, and let the, the blocking develop. I'm still not a huge fan of that. I like the way they attack the line of scrimmage and get to the second level as quick as you can and, and put the onus on the defense. And with fresh legs, you can get to that second level quicker A lot of the times, just because you are fresher offensively than the defense is, and I think that helps this Baylor running game.
1: I don't think there's any doubt. If I I play a series and and you're standing there resting, then it's your turn the next series. There's no no question that that we're going to have fresh legs, particularly when the game is on the line in
3: the fourth quarter. Sure. Absolutely. That's when it's going to make a difference, isn't it?
1: At, and, and that's where you're That's where you're supposed to win the football games. You're supposed to win those football games, those close ones anyway, in the fourth quarter. So it's the Bears at Iowa State. Our coverage will begin at 1030 with game day live from uh, Touchdown Alley. That will be Saturday morning at 1030. And uh, then uh, uh, John, J.J., and Ricky will have the call of the Bears and the Cyclones with a 230 kick right here on your flagship station for Baylor football, ESPN Central Texas. Coming up in a couple of minutes, we're going to visit with uh, Leroy K. Coleman the former head coach of the University of Trojans who is uh, working with the La Vega Pirates right now and uh, we'll talk to coach Coleman here in a couple of minutes but first I want to talk about our friends over at Morrison's Gifts if you've got uh, if you got somebody somebody special in your life that has a birthday or, or a or an anniversary that's coming up or, or you know you know it's never too early to think about about Christmas. It really, really isn't. Uh, and, And you're looking for that special gift and you don't have a clue of what to get that special someone, then go to Morrison's Gifts. They've been doing this since 1979. They've done it once or twice, trust me. Uh, It's Waco's gift store headquarters for every single occasion. You can choose from John Hart leather goods, consuela products, big old key rings, candles, jewelry. There's all kinds of stuff at Morrison's Gifts. And you know what? After, After you figure it out or after they help you, figure it out. That's kind of how it works for me. Then there's there's free gift wrapping available as well. Morrison's Gifts is at 4308 West Waco Drive. You're going
9: 4308.
1: Yeah, 4308 is is, uh, in the Brazos Square Center, just right down the Strip Center from from Jason's Deli. So check them out today. They've been doing this for over 40 years. It's Morrison's Gifts, 4301 West Waco Drive. (laughs)
0: It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Now, here's the voice of the Bears.
15: Right, everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the midweek Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, our weekly visit with Athletic Director Mac Rhodes, talking Baylor football, volleyball, and soccer. It's all straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat.
16: After my first car accident, I feared the biggest damage would be to my wallet. I expected a mountain of bills and a long, drawn-out process. But my Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent was there when I needed her and helped me get back on my feet and in my car in no time. Instead of a hassle, I got reassurance and a quick recovery.
9: Visit Texas Farm Bureau insurance today at tfvinsurance.com to find an agent who's there when you need them most. Coverage
8: and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. This is Walter Abercrombie, Executive Director of the Baylor B Association, inviting you to join us at the Baylor Athletics Hall of Fame and Wall of Honor Induction Banquet on October the 29th at the Waco Convention Center. This year's ceremony will recognize the 2020 class of inductees and the 2021 class that consists solely of the foundation, a special group of five players from Coach Scott Drew's first two recruiting classes at Baylor. Aaron Bruce... Mamadou G.N., Henry Dugat, Curtis Geralds, and Kevin Rogers. Please join us for the special evening honoring these Baylor greats on October the 29th in the Brazos Room of the Waco Convention Center. For tickets or sponsorship information, contact Tammy Harden in the B Association at
15: 254-710-3045. Now, doing his part in preparing champions for life,
0: Here's the voice of the Bears.
15: And back on today's Baylor Sports Beat. today our weekly visit with Baylor's Director of Athletics, Mac Rhodes, beginning with Baylor football. In Big 12 conference play with a big home game against Iowa State on Saturday.
17: Yeah, excited about the, the game. It's, uh, you know, 2.30 p.m. Uh, p.m. on uh, Big Fox. So great uh, platform for, for Baylor, for McLean Stadium. Uh, need a need a sold out crowd. It's a gold out uh, and family weekend, so uh, a lot of excitement. You can begin to to feel it build up right now here on on campus. But uh, be a be a big game, and uh, looking forward to it. Very good.
15: Big big weekend includes uh, soccer and volleyball opening Big Twelve play this week.
17: Yeah, soccer coming coming off a one zero and one. Record and we'll open up uh, Big 12 play at Oklahoma State on Thursday and then at TCU on Sunday. And then volleyball went two and zero this past week and uh, open up uh, Big 12 play at Kansas State Saturday and Sunday. Two matches in a row, two nights in a row at Kansas State. So looking forward to to opening up Big 12 play for both of those programs.
15: Thanks, Mac. And a reminder, our Baylor Coaches Show on the air tonight, 7 to 8 p.m. live from Rudy's. Come here, Michael Ford, Baylor's track and field coach and head football coach Dave Aranda. That's tonight beginning at 7. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow, I'm John Morris.
9: The Whitney Coaches Show with Mark Bird is brought to you by Citizen State Bank
6: of Whitney.
5: Coach coming off a 49-13 to loss to the Mark Panthers. Last Friday night, the number one ranked team in the state. Talk a little bit about this game and uh, what your team did well and didn't do well.
16: You know, I, I thought we played pretty good the first half. Uh, I thought that going into halftime that, you know, we were we were in one possession. And we told them at half, you know, we just need to get a stop, make it a one-possession ball game and, you know, possibly get ahead. So, you know, we just didn't execute that coming out the second half. Uh, and then we had some secondary coverage breakdown. But, you know, I, I wouldn't have a hard time finding somebody at, at 2A that can beat that bunch. You know, they're, they're going to have to be pretty dang good. You know, their offensive line and defensive line were solid, uh, you know, and throwing the ball. I, I was more impressed with them throwing the ball than I had seen them prior games. So, you know, they really, they really got a good ball club right now. And like I said, they got a couple of kids injured, but at the same time you're going to have to play well to beat Mark. But, you know, I just, I thought we played well the first half, the second half. We just, we had some breakdowns.
5: Now this week you get Dallas Madison. Talk a little bit about that team. First of all, what do they do on the offensive side of the ball?
16: You no, know, they're a spread team. They're going to get you in space. Uh, I think their number one, the kid who wears number one is their best receiver. And the quarterback has already got some offers out of New Mexico and some other spots. So throw the ball well. Uh, I think their weakest point is going to be the offensive line. So, We've got to be able to get through and and get some shots on the quarterback, which I think we can, and then, uh, you know, make them throw the ball accurate. You know, I I think they throw the ball up for grabs sometimes, but, again, they got some athletic kids can go get it, but just kind of take them out of their rhythm more than anything. And defensively, uh, they're going to man us up and make our kids be playmakers. So, you know, we've got to be able to get off man press and and get in the open and catch the ball. Uh, We struggled a little bit last week with Peacock and – I uh, just didn't have his normal game, so this week he has got to be on if we're going to be
0: successful. ESPN Central Texas.
9: Citizens State Bank is excited about Central Texas high school sports and is glad to be a part of so many outstanding communities. Citizens has 10 branches to serve you, including Buffalo, Centerville, Clifton, Dawson, Grosbeck, Hubbard, Itasca, Teague, West, and Whitney.
11: If you're one of their valued customers, they say, thank you for your business. If you're looking for a bank where you're more than a number, check them out at CitizenStateBankTX.com.
9: Members' children participate in many school activities. This gives Citizen State Bank a vested interest in the lives of these students. They wish all the student athletes, cheerleaders, and band and drill team members a year of success.
11: Whether you're a bison, tiger, cub, bulldog, goat, jagger, wampus cat, lion, trojan, or wildcat, know that Citizen State Bank supports and appreciates your hard work. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender.
9: This is Jim Howler proudly speaking for Redwoods Incorporated. My wife and I had been thinking about the need to replace our old Redwood deck for a couple of years, but just kept procrastinating because of the big hassle we thought the project would be. That was the case until one day I picked up the phone and called Greg Evans at Redwoods Incorporated. He was nice enough to come out to our home the next morning and talk to us about the options available. He suggested what we needed to do from the decking material to the railings to the lighting to an outstanding contractor. To make a long story short we said let's go for it and a week and a half later thanks to Redwoods Incorporated we had a beautiful new deck to enjoy and to make it even better the cost was less than we had budgeted Redwoods Incorporated exceeded our expectations if you have a project in mind and want the best in wood products and customer service go see Greg or Scott at Redwoods Incorporated conveniently located off North Valley Mills Drive on Esther Street behind Applebee's restaurant you'll be glad you did Jeep Adventure Days are going
1: on now at Allen Samuels. Come see the 2021 Grand Cherokee Laredo, the most
9: awarded SUV ever, with total values of 3250. Beautiful design, elegant style, Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo at Allen Samuels. Your home for the 2021 Jeep Grand Cherokee. Located at 201 West Loop 340 in Waco. Come by. Let's be friends. See Dealer for details. All offers have credit requirements.
1: All right, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward and Aaron, we're glad you're with us. As uh, we wind things down on a Wednesday afternoon, we're glad you're with us. And as we mentioned earlier, coming up Friday night, uh, the University Trojans will take on the Cleburton Yellow Jackets. And uh, that night is also the Ladanian Tomlinson Classic at Waco ISD Stadium. And they'll, uh, they'll be inducting Coach Leroy Coleman into the uh, Waco – ISD Hall of Fame. And there's going to be a big reception coming up Thursday from 6 until 8 o'clock at uh, Walk On Sports Bistro. And we're joined now by uh, Leroy Coleman. And Coach, first of all, good afternoon. Thanks for your time and and congratulations.
4: Thank you very much. I appreciate
1: that. Uh, When you got the call, what what was your first impression? What was your first
4: thoughts, Coach? Oh, I was stunned. I I, I never thought in my lifetime as a coach that I would receive such an honor. You know, I'm just uh, three of them had all the great players i had, the great coaches. It's been thrilling for
1: me. When, uh, when, when you look back, and, and you're clearly you're not done. I know. I mean, you're going, you're going hard at it right now. But uh, when you look back on your career so far, uh, talk about just the kids that you've influenced. And that's what we were talking about earlier. It's, it's beyond X's and O's. It's, it's the influencing of the young people.
4: Oh yeah, the greatest thrill I get is when the uh, the young men that I've coached, they're coming back and they've been successful in life, you know, they have great jobs, uh, uh, a great family atmosphere, and uh, they still remember, you know, their years of playing in high school, and they come back by and they want to thank you for everything that uh, you've done for them, you know, during that that time.
1: (laughs) Talking with uh, Leroy Coleman, and, and Coach, you, you've obviously coached Ladanian Tomlinson and the Classics coming up on Friday night. Wayne Rogers comes to mind. You've coached some really talented and, and really good football players in your career.
4: Oh, yes. that made me great coaches. All I had to do was get them to the right <laughs> Stadium, give them a meal, and they'll play. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, it, 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 you're looking forward to Thursday night where you, with the with the reception over to walk-ons and, and an opportunity to, to visit with, with uh, uh, grown men now, as you mentioned, uh, but the, your your yeah. former players.
4: Yes, yeah, so I'm very excited to get a chance to see a little young man again and their families greet their families meet their families. So, it's a tremendous blessing that I'm receiving, and I'm very, very thankful of it.
1: And this kind of works out for you, Coach. With the with the Pirates playing on Saturday, you're gonna you're gonna be able to be at the ball game on Friday night.
4: Oh, right, right. I'll uh, go out there and attend the ceremony, and then uh, early Saturday morning, I'll get up and I'll fly to uh, to Corpus Christi and. Uh, We'll be picked up, and we'll play at 2.30, I like think, at that time. So I'm looking forward to it. This has been a very, very busy week for me.
1: It has been, but I'm telling you, nobody deserves it more than you, and we congratulate you, and we're so excited and so happy for you
4: well you guys are so kind and I certainly appreciate it I'll
1: talk to you soon coach and we'll let you get back to practice coach uh, Leroy Coleman who's over at La Vega High School uh, a, a coaching on that staff and in Ward he just I mean just a, he's just a terrific person and he's a terrific football coach
3: yeah and you talked to him about some of the players he's had and you know even the ones that that did not have the accomplishments that you know Ladanian and those guys had there's still young men out there that think about him each and every day or they go through life and, you know, something happens and they go, wow, that, that's exactly what Coach was talking about. Uh, He's but, touched so many lives throughout his coaching career. And good for him.
1: You're right. You'll make a decision based off of something you learned in the athletic arena from Coach Leroy Coleman in that it's no gonna, it happens with those young people every day.
3: Absolutely.
5: Can I just Absolutely. tell them- quick Leroy Coleman story sure just I mean it's just it just gives you an idea of the type of person he is I was doing uh doing the university games uh they made a regional final run with his son at quarterback with Lark Smith and I would usually ride with Lark and there was one occasion where they were playing Smithson Valley down in South Texas and uh I wasn't going to be able to ride with Lark I was going to have to drive down there and I was talking with coach and I we were talking about that and he said no he said, you said you'll be driving back alone in the middle of the night he said. He said, just come to the school, you'll ride the bus with us. And I'll ride the bus with them and they stopped to eat and I'm sitting there and he goes, well, come on, get up, you're coming to <laughs> eat and I he I see he, he said I sat at the table with the coaches and we talked about the upcoming game and uh, I rode to the game and back from the game from Coast Coma just the type of person he was just always making you know always looking out for everyone else
1: oh yeah i mean after after he left university i used to run into him at the grocery store we would just stop at the grocery store and start talking about this that and the other uh you know and our wives are looking at us like hey we did this last week but anyway he's he's that kind of guy he is uh he really is that kind of guy and and look forward to it on friday night all right uh, 543 we're 17 away from six this is game time and we've got the grab bag coming up next
9: the Axel Coaches Show with Justin Havard is brought to you by Triple S Sports. Let's talk a little bit about the uh, the Chilton game. Obviously not
1: the results you were looking for, but uh what, what was your takeaway in that forty seven and up the loss to uh, to the Pirates?
18: Well, once again we got exposed to some parts and uh we uh me and the boys talked about it after the game and Saturday when we watched our film and uh, said that we were gonna draw nothing but positives out of this and uh Realize we need to go back to tackling, number one. And uh, all the boys agreed if that's all we are got to do during defensive practice, let's, let's go ahead and learn that out because that was our biggest problem. Uh, then going back and just working on our discipline, really. Uh, you know, we had some false starts, some personal fouls. And, uh, you know, we got to fix us first before we worry about anybody else. You
1: mentioned that. Uh, so how do you go about doing that? Uh, and it sounds like the kids are bought into
18: to getting it done. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, obviously they have to uh they gotta take a little bit of pride in it and, and realize, hey, you know, I keep messing up, making the same mistakes, and then okay, how do we fix it? And uh going back to the basics, uh, you know, and, and that's what we're gonna start with in practice. You know, I, I thought we tackled very poorly. The kids think that. I mean it, we we all sat there and talked about it, so uh, you know, we're going to go back right back to the fundamentals of, of all that tackling certification we got to do. We're going to start with, you know, how to properly fit, you know, shoulder pads on the thighs. Where where's my eye discipline? How am I going to drive my feet? We're going to go back all the way to the very very beginning. So
1: this week it's the Meridian Yellow Jackets. Tell me a little bit about uh, Meridian and, and, and your expectations for this one.
18: Uh, you know, they've been struggling. Um, you know, uh, I, I would think Coach Morton would say that they're playing some some pretty bad football right now, but at the same point, you know, we hadn't played very well either. Um, so, you know, we got two teams that are, both of us are looking to, to get in that win column, so uh, I think it could be a dogfight. ESPN Central Texas.
10: Triple S Sports is your one-stop shop for all baseball and softball gear. They have the latest bats, gloves, balls, and equipment from the names you know and trust. Rawlings, Louisville Slugger, DeMarini, Wilson, Easton, Mizuno, Under Armour, and New Balance. Play ball. Triple S Sports can also take care of your team uniform needs with their large selection of the latest sublimated apparel and custom caps. Ask about team, league, and school special discounts. Stop by their warehouse in Waco or visit them at triplesports.com. You're out.
11: For a
12: limited time, refinance your vehicle and have 90 days with zero payments. Only at Genco FCU. Refinancing lowers your rate and you pay less for your car. You can't pass on rates as low as 1.75% for 48 months. Apply online today.
14: Annual percentage rate subject to change without notice. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan
15: policies. Go to GencoFCU.org. NCUA equal housing lender. My
10: money, my future.
5: At UBO Business Services, we are brand agnostic. We support many different brands, but only the best products from each provider. Our analysts favor flexible systems that don't leave you locked into a one-brand technology solution. Being flexible allows your organization to stay nimble and take advantage of the latest emerging technologies. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com.
0: Time for the grab bag on game time.
1: All right, welcome back into the program. Time for the grab bag, and uh, we will begin by talking with uh, uh, about Big Twelve football, the uh, Big Twelve football championship is set, Aaron. It's going to be uh, the 2021 Dr. Pepper Big 12 Championship is coming up Saturday, December the 4th, and it's going to be an ABC telecast, and it's going to be the early one. So Oklahoma's probably ticked off. They may not. They may boycott. Uh, it's an 11 a.m. kickoff, so they may not even show up.
5: I hope they don't make it so if bad. They, if they make it to the game. Yeah. I hope somebody makes it not a problem for them.
1: So anyway the contest will be played at AT&T Stadium in Arlington as usual. Tickets are 205 150 95 and 65. So there's a ticket for everyone. Tickets may be purchased online uh and uh you can uh, you can get you can go ahead and get your tickets now. But uh I I'm confused what what Oklahoma's going to do because that 11 a.m. start time. So never mind. I'm Anyway, uh, let's see. What else do we have here? This is bad, man. Rutgers DBs Max Melton and Chris Long have been suspended after being taken into custody by police after a paintball gun incident. Uh, New Jersey Advanced Media reported that the two players have been charged with aggravated assault and possession of a weapon for unlawful purposes stemming from an incident on Monday night. So not good for them. And, 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 and heck, Rutgers is off to a good start. But yeah, uh they, they got problems there.
5: Yeah, they had had a well, I mean, they've had a, a really bad few years ever since uh they joined the Big Ten, but yeah, like you said, they were off to a good start this year.
1: Three and and uh three and on the season going into uh to Big Ten play this weekend. All right. Uh smoke and flame shot up outside the Superdome's roof on Tuesday. Did you hear about this? They they had somebody in there and they were they were washing the building, you know, and, and that, that's, that happens, you know, and they had a, a high pressure washer and that high pressure washer caught on fire and they caught the roof on fire and they called the fire department and, and uh, you know, but uh, the Superdome, obviously they, they got it taken care of, but there was one injury that uh, required uh, hospitalization, but uh, I, I've just never heard of a high pressure washer catching on fire to the, to the degree that it catches the building on fire.
5: Yeah, the, I was the, I I I kind of couldn't piece it together either, you know. I mean, I, I was like, how that's one of those how does that happen?
1: <laughs> but it did. Yeah. It did. All right, uh and, and again, we we've mentioned it, but uh, tomorrow uh it, it's the Ryder Cup. And and Bryson DeChambeau and Kepka, I mean, you you know the story and you've seen it and Quite frankly, I think it's kind of fun and kind of entertaining uh, in the wide world of golf that you got a couple of guys that are kind of going at each other. But DeChambeau says, nope, no, 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 there's no feud.
6: Ryson, have you made efforts to end the feud with Brooks? And if so, where, where, how's that gone? Um, you know, again, yeah, a lot like of this of break, we social out, media stuff has definitely been driven yeah, by
2: a lot of external place. factors,
3: well,
14: not
2: necessarily us two. Second. And we 35, had a great,
3: 30, 35 we had some great conversations. Uh, tour Championship week when we had dinner, and then this week uh, as well. I had dinner, sat down to dinner with him last night, and it was fine. And I think there may be
10: something fun coming up here. Um, moving forward, but won't speak too much more on that. It's
5: called a boxing match.
10: No, and that's I'm pretty kidding.
5: cool that they buried the hatchet. Yeah. You know?
10: in which one's head? I mean, no, <laughs> I
1: mean, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I kind of liked it. I told you, it, it made it, it made it fun that you know that they didn't like each other. Yeah. That there was that that you know almost like a. Yeah, it was a rivalry. I mean, it was it was one of those deals. But anyway, so uh, Ryder Cup, which I love the Ryder Cup, and and, and I don't I don't want any distractions for the Ryder Cup anyway. So uh, th- this should be fun this weekend. All right, uh, that is going to do it for us here on this Wednesday afternoon. Thanks to everyone who's been a part of the program. Thanks to Bryce Cherry. Thanks to uh, Stephen Simcox and to Leroy Coleman for being on the program. We'll talk to you tomorrow at four right here on ESPN Central Texas.
0: This is the Spectrum Big Twelve Blitz. A daily look inside Big 12 Conference football. Here's the voice of the Baylor Pay.